You know what? Right. Uh, what my least favourite thing in the world is, and parents do it all the time, when they get like a tissue or a baby wipe because the kid's got a snotty nose, and they just like, thump, like a vice grip the kid's face, and, yeah. go, and just go, blow, and the kid's just like, <laughs> like as hard as they can. They just like, like. I remember always being like a really aggressive wipe away as well. It's not just like, yeah. they were like. They will, they'll do. <laughs> <laughs> The kid will like vibrate like it's got a text coming through. And then <laughs> and then the mother will grip their nose like they're trying to take it home. Like to get any excess off. And then they will I just got your nose, then but it's really sinister. And then they'll just proudly scrumple up this this tissue or this this baby wipe and then just fling it in the bin. And after they do that and viciously attack you, they'll be like disgusting. Like, oh I'm sorry, yeah. was it was I was I being gross was, there, ma'am? Was that snotting too? Welcome to Doctor Who Rewind, an unofficial and unprofessional rewatch podcast where I, Katie, and my friend Tyrese, I, uh... watch and discuss episodes of Doctor Who starting with the revival in 2005. Once we complete that, we'll backtrack to the 60s and talk classic Who. In between seasons, we'll discuss extended media, things like books, games, big finish audio adventures. I want to clarify that when I said higher, it wasn't like a higher, because I know it sounded like that when I went higher. I just, and I don't want it to, I don't. I don't need that. Like, For legal reasons. It wasn't a, <laughs> oh yeah. I just don't want that Im- image of me. Do you remember anywhere? when we went to Newcastle? When we went to go see our little comedy show. Okay, yeah. And then we came back and went to the pub. Daniel Sloss recommend him. Ayo. And there was that lass who I was like, I was assisting because she was very, very oh, yeah. drunk. Yes, yes. As I was walking out of the pub with her, the bouncer turned to me and he was like, can I get a Hoya? And I was like, sure, but it's not the time, sir. And then I did it. And then he was like, hey. And then I had to turn back around to this last who was crying her eyes out and be like, okay, let's get you on. And it was just like a proper tonal shift. It was really funny. But it, but, but it was no World War Three. No, I was no World War Three. Segway. The episode of Doctor Who that we're discussing today. Episode five. Jeez. Oh, episode five already. I know. General thoughts before we go. Good. Just one word. Yeah, gonna... um, actually, that's not true. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. Are you a bit dicey? I'm a bit dicey on it, yeah. Uh, these two, I'm a bit, like, flip-floppy on. I'm not too sure why. I, I agree. D- generally, I enjoy them both. I believe that I like them less after watching them again. Yeah. I'm in, I think I'm in the same boat on that. I can't pinpoint specifically why. And that's it's not to say that I don't me. like them. I think I enjoyed this part more, though. See, I'm going to disagree. Oh, are you? Yeah, I enjoyed the first part way more than I enjoyed this part. I'm going to spend the next hour trying to change your mind. <laughs> like, subliminally. Just being like, oh, really? Hmm. And by subliminally, it's you just going, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're yeah, wrong, yeah, you're yeah. wrong, every time. It's a cool, incorrect opinion you've got there, but maybe you should put that in your back pocket and save it for later. Um, maybe I'm going to talk about it for the next hour. You may as well refresh my brain what happened in this episode. In this episode... World War Three aired on the 23rd of April, 2005. World War Three was viewed by 7.67 million people, which uh, is a lot. Written by Russell T. Davies and directed by our man Keith Book, yet again. I love him. Sorry. <laughs> Picking up directly from last episode, the Doctor uses his ID card to electrocute the Slitheen. This somehow affects all of the other Slitheen, allowing Harriet Jones and Rose to escape, as well as Jackie and Mickey back at the estate. The Doctor is chased upstairs by a unit in the disguised Slitheen who order the soldiers to shoot the Doctor on sight in accordance with the emergency protocols. Margaret Blaine chases Harriet and Rose through Downing Street, treating it as a hunt and sniffing the two out of their hiding places. Fortunately, the Doctor appears to save the day with a fire extinguisher. The Doctor seals the three of them inside the cabinet room, keeping them safe from the Slitheen, but trapped with no way of contacting the outside world, apart from Rose's special super space phone. More members of the family are brought into Downing Street where they strip off their skin and wait, apart from Slipfall Foch, who is still tracking Jackie Tyler. Back in the cabinet room, the Doctor wonders why he knows the name Harriet Jones. Harriet reveals that the UN is in charge of the launch codes, and Rose receives a picture from Mickey of the Slitheen that was in Jackie's kitchen. The Doctor and Mickey do a little team-up to access the unit website. Taking this opportunity to give the Doctor a good telling off, Jackie is quickly brought back to reality when the police officer finds her and starts breaking Mickey's door down. After identifying the Slitheen planet of origin, they're quickly defeated by Jackie with a jug full of pickled juices and vinegar, causing the Slitheen to explode. The other Slitheen sense this death as Joseph Green uses his position as acting Prime Minister to beg the UN to release the codes as there is a huge alien mothership overhead ready to destroy the planet. The Slitheen's plans are revealed to sell the Earth for profit. 
first destroying it with nuclear weapons and then selling the radioactive chunks as fuel. The doctor says that he could stop them, but he might lose Rose. Despite Jackie's insistence, Rose tells him to do it anyway, but Harriet steps in and orders the doctor to do it as an elected official. The missile is launched as Mickey works to stop the countermeasure with a special password, Buffalo. As it makes its way to Downing Street, the Doctor, Rose and Harriet hide in a cupboard to ride out the explosion that kills the Slitheen. After the smoke clears, Harriet steps in to help rebuild and the Doctor remembers why he knew the name. Harriet Jones, future Prime Minister and the architect of Britain's Golden Age. At the Tylers, Jackie begins to accept the Doctor, offering to cook for him, but instead finding Rose packing a bag ready to leave. The Doctor gives Mickey a CD while he waits. It contains a virus that removes all trace of him from the internet. He also asks Mickey to come along for the ride, but Mickey refuses, saying it isn't for him, but he asks him not to mention that to Rose. Rose tells Jackie not to worry. It's a time machine, and that she'll be back in ten seconds. As the TARDIS dematerialises, Jackie counts to ten and returns to the flat, leaving Mickey waiting for the TARDIS. Where shall we begin? The beginning! The cab- Not the cabinet room, it literally begins right after the last one. It yeah, doesn't even, this does it a just... little cold open as well. It does the previously on, and then... And then after the previously transition on. Transition straight in, and then we do a cold open. We don't get credits. We just get right into it. Which I like. I like that. I, 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 do you prefer that sort of... Do you prefer a cold open I, in a show? I like a cold open in a show. I really do. Um, but I, what I do not like, and I often find it's on like American shows, like CW-type shows, where it'll be like 10 minutes before you see a title card. Yeah, happened a lot with, I think, one of them when, when the CW was airing Arrow and stuff. And I remember it with Supergirl. There was one yeah. where I actually had a look when I was watching it, and it was nine minutes into a 40-minute episode, oh. and there was a title card, and then the Arrow thing came on, and I was like, oh, it's Me here. and Luke were watching The Gifted, which um didn't really get that far into, but, you know, I enjoyed the start of it. And there was, like, one point where it came up, and we legitimately had to be like, holy shit, has that not happened yet? <laughs> Like, we're like halfway through the episode almost. Come on, man. Doctor Who doesn't suffer with that. But do you like a cold open? A lot of American cold opens as well have nothing to do with the episode they're a part of. Do you know what? It's like a little sketch comedy bit and then you get your opening and then you get the actual episode. You see, I really like a cold open and I especially like bonus points if your cold open somehow ties in at the end. Yeah. This is completely different. This is just part of the episode. Oh yeah, this is just fine. Uh, The first thing I noticed was that None of like when the doctor approaches the Slovene to be like, haha, zappy name yeah. tag, he does it slowly. He doesn't really run over and goes like that, like tag your <laughs> That's it's the way he should have done it. You're gonna say the exact same thing. I was, you? yeah. <laughs> in in the Slovene joke about Jody regenerating. The Slovene <laughs> the, the Slovene that he goes over to with talons longer than a human baby. A wingspan of like probably yeah. like six feet. <laughs> Doesn't even try to be, like, dead. The part dead. that gets me is that the Doctor, like, sticks it on their little, like, collar thing that they have around their neck. Does and he... then, yeah, he puts it oh, there. that's cute. And then all of the Slitheen are affected by it. Yeah, there's a hive mind thing going on with the Slitheen. Yeah. That also happens later on in the episode, too. It does. Yeah. When they sense... Yeah. 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 I, I do have a, a, a bit about that, about... I don't know what the difference is between the zapping and the exploding. Like, why is it that when they're zapped, all the Slovene feel, but when one of them dies, they don't all just combust? That would be hilarious. Can you imagine? imagine? What happens if they're still in their skin suits? Do they just deflate? Or is it like, you know, when you put a microwave lasagna in, but you don't pierce the top? And it just, like, slowly... Oh, that's what it. I, that's what I'm saying. I hope not. Or, like, you know those... I don't know what the name is for them, but, like, you know the little stress balls that you get when you're a kid? Yeah. And it's, it'll be like the ball, but then there'll be them sort of mesh over it. And when you squeeze it, parts oh, of it like bulge out. Stop. I hated those. I hated those. Also, yeah, this is another thing. The doctor electrocutes the Slitheen and then the opening credits just start. And if you just happen to flip the channel at there, then it's like, oh, he just murdered them. That's okay. The doctor does do murders sometimes. Sometimes. The doctor's done a murder. The doctor's done many murders. And we're just like, it's okay because he's the good guy. He never likes to do a murder. But he will, if necessary. But he, yeah, but he will. He has killed fleets upon fleets of Daleks in since the revival. I've seen, like, when I was re-watching, or at least watching for the first time this year, like, Whitaker's stuff. Yeah. The amount of Daleks, he was just like, eradicate them. Like, that, that that's her reaction a lot of the time, is just to kill them all. Yeah, Jodie has a very different response to... Yeah, mor- her morality is, is written differently. It's all the way off. <laughs> uh, it then, I mean, it cuts to... We know this because it electrocutes Maggie. Yep. Electrocutes our Maggie Max. and also electrocutes uh, Policeman Slovene. Slip, slip, fall, foch, I believe, is what they call him. I think it's only mentioned once, but I'm sure they say that he is a slip, 
Tell Foch, which I'm now going to check. So Okay, I'll wait. I'm, I'm going to call him... I was going to say, please cut all of this while I'm searching. I'm going to call him something different. What are you going to call him? Constable Slimes. That's what I'm going to call him. He might be Slip Felfotch, but to me he'll always be Constable Slime. So anyway, Constable Slime. What, so, so do we know if he's Slip, slip slim, slim Shady Felfotch? Yeah, cut all of that other stuff. Yes, he is. That is the one. Apparently the, the police officer's name is Officer Strickland. Oh. Uh, played by... Steve Spears. Constable Slime, played by Steve Spears. Well, Constable Slime. When the Slovena getting uh, electrocuted, mm-hmm. Jackie kind of just sits there for a minute, just on the floor. Just like, you know, probably panting, in a little bit she? of shock. Yeah, she's just kind of like, oh, which I would be if one, a big green alien yeah. burst in and then also was, you know, covered in electricity. Like, she doesn't necessarily know that that's not supposed to happen. But then Mickey comes in, it's already incapacitated, and he just picks up a chair and just starts bashing it with his chair. Oh, like, like the, she gets a lot of plot convenience to save her. Not only the electrocution, then yeah. Mickey just bursts in afterwards, slams it with a chair, takes the cleanest photo I've ever seen on a Nokia phone ever of a Slitheen, not only yeah. in motion, but also with bright electric lights. Yeah. If I was to take that picture back in 2005... If I was to take that picture today it would have just phone. been It would have just been glare. Big green glare. Yeah, let me pull out a Snapchat real quick. Like, I couldn't do, I couldn't do that. Mickey walked in and his B-Real went off and he was like, oh! <laughs> Constable Slime, what's your snap code? <laughs> Add me. <laughs> Add me. Uh, not long after this, there's a little chase. Yeah, Barriot Jones screams. Oh, she does. And you know what? Every second that Barriot is on screen, I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, if you don't know the Barriot Jones joke, uh, last week... It was a. There was a. I'm not even going to explain. I don't. I think that we've got loyal listeners by now that probably just <laughs> they just won't miss a single week because they just love it so much. They're like, God, when's that Doctor Who rewind dropping? Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. 10 a.m. Yep. Catches here. Yeah. This this chase has our first sort of look at the the, the CGI version of the Slovenes. How do you think the CGI for them holds up? See, I, I don't really think a lot of the CGI in this episode holds up very well. Like, some parts are definitely better than others, but I think if you look at anything in this episode for too long, you can tell the, you know, 2005 of it all. However, I do think that the best CGI is the full body Slovene, which it would have to be, right? Because, like, the spaceship looks kind of naff. Oh, yeah. Some of the explosions look kind of naff. Like, the, the, right at the end? Well, I mean, they, they'll have obviously put the most money into the creature oh, design. Oh, of course, the as they should. You, you've got to make them look a bit wet and slimy and, and yeah. nasty. But what I think the... I don't know which I like better. The the static shot of the hallway that they just sort of jump through. Mm. And then there's also the down the corridor one where they're running towards the camera. Yes. But I don't know which of those two I like better. Clearly, the, the static shot is there the, to work yeah. with shadows a bit easier. And the, and the lighting can be consistent without the camera moving. But... I really like it when they're running towards the camera. I think that one. I think that one feels better. Their well, their whole thing that they are hunters. Mm-hmm. It definitely sort of is better for that. I think it makes them scary. Like if, when I see them in the suits, I'm like, ha ha, fat green alien. Yeah. When I see them moving like that, that's genuine. If that was chasing me, terrified, nah, I'd yield. The thing is, as well though, like you got to think that first of all, bring Slitheen back. Like unironically, bring the Slitheen back. Oh, yeah. And second of all, if you did that now, with the budget that Doctor Who has now, oh my, that'd be it, great. That'd it, be so good. It got me thinking, do they ever run in Sarah Jane? Um, Not in the same CGI way, I don't think. No, I don't, I don't think we get... Because, I mean, that's a kid's show anyway. It's yeah. geared more towards younger... I mean, this is also a kid's show, but that's geared towards even younger people. My Sarah Jane memory is not as clear as my Doctor Who memory, but I don't Mine think they is. ever like fully CGI them in there. I think they're just the suits, but I think part of the reason that I think people think they're so silly, apart from like the farting, is the fact that like they are big suits and yeah, they are yeah. like, you know, people in big suits. Whereas if they were just fully CGI creatures, which obviously at the time the budget could not do, but if you did that now, they would be terrifying. Oh, I would... I don't even think I would try and run. Nah. I would see how fast they're going and I would just be like, oh, yep, you got me. But of course, Harriet Jones and oh. Rose Tyler can outrun them easy. I mean, of course. Easy. God, imagine if Barry it was a Slitheen as well all along. She turns around, she just unzips her forehead and she's like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden Rose is in half and she's like, I got them. What? That, that's her evil voice. There's a very, very small little part in this... Because what is essentially happening at this part of the episode is that 
Rose and Harriet are running around upstairs being chased by the Slovene and at this point the doctor is um going upstairs in the lift. Yeah, because to meet him before he gets in the lift. <laughs> he's like the, the the prime minister, he's an alien in a skin suit and then he looks to the, yeah, he's the, like, the aliens they're in Downing Street <laughs> and he looks to the fella from unit and he's just like that's never going to work is it? And the unit fella responds, no. no, it's not. No. And then they start chasing him. Yeah. If if that was real there would be no pause. He would just like hit him in the head with the butt of his gun. The yeah. doctor would collapse. Oh, if not if not shoot him. If not immediately shoot him. Yeah, cuz they they back him up against the lift. And this is the quickest responding lift I have ever oh seen my in my God. life. If those lifts at uni were half as fast oh, as those, a dream. It would be no problem. He hits the button, and I was immediately thinking, like, they could have shot him, but it's still a slim gap. That they- that door closes so quickly in response. When we when you hit a closed door button on an elevator, you're waiting at least five seconds before the elevator oh, yeah. before the elevator goes. Okay. And well, that's... Isn't that why they say that when you're in lifts, if you want to like not have people come in on the other floors, you got to hold the like door close button. He doesn't even touch that. I don't even know if that would work. That must be like... I've heard it. I've never tried it, but apparently, like, if you are in a lift and you want to get to the floor that you're going to, you don't want anyone else to get in, if you hold the doors closed button... I'm going to back myself up against the button and just, like, just, like, on the sly, press it behind me. Just, like, like I'm itching my back, but I'm actually holding the closed door button to make sure that no one else can get in so that I can just go six floors up the uni. I've got to go to my representation seminar. <laughs> right now. Nothing can get in the way. Um, although speaking of buttons in the lift, yeah, when, when the doctor sort of like goes up, eventually the other Slitheen who are downstairs also follow him up and like Joseph Green, who is the, the acting prime minister, I think someone says something to him about like the emergency protocols or something. And he's like, oh, exactly. You haven't read them. So like, shut up, man. And he presses the button with such like intensity and such like absolute malice. He just proper stabs it, <laughs> which has nothing to do with anything. I just thought it was funny. Well, doesn't the doctor go up the floor where there's a Slovene and he's just like, hello, and shuts yeah. the door again. Yeah. And again, the button is like, whatever you say, doc. And like, he just goes straight up. Oh, yeah. I love this. I, I like that scene. Also, the Slovene who are upstairs once the doctor gets up in the lift, they walk right past him. So does he just... I was thinking Does this he just be- not have a smell? Because later they talk about I can smell like Rose and, and, and Harriet Jones. Yeah. Harriet. Like they, they can smell that and they would just walk past the doctor and I'm like this guy can't smell human at least. There's normally whenever there's an, an, an alien with a big or good sense of schnoz yeah. they're always saying things like they you smell different because aliens apparently just have a different smell to them. Yeah. I would expect that. Yeah. You smell older. Aged. The thing is I think that like the doctor as well would be would have a smell that they would think because isn't there another point somewhere in the show where there is something that like the doctor has that aliens want and they say that it would like be delicious or something like that I don't know I'm sure there's something probably somewhere where they talk about like so someone says about like how good it would be to like do whatever thing to the doctor so like you would think because of that he would smell like amazing to them like he would smell so good <laughs> you know like in I was gonna say you know like in Twilight but I don't know if that's like a universal reference this is the skin of a killer doctor yeah <laughs> <laughs> Rose Tyler in the green glow of the TARDIS this is the skin of a killer Barrier, where have you been locker um <laughs> Yeah, because when, when this Slovene in the lift, one of them's like, I'm sick of wearing this body. And his brother, I guess it's his brother or cousin, their family, either way they're related. What are you doing, step Slovene? Oh, please don't. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, rejoice in your body. It's beautiful. Victory should be naked. Be naked. Yeah. And all I'm thinking is like, so not only Slovene's a crime family, but they're also a nudist colony. What would you that's, do if your brother so said that to you? That's no... And if my sister said that to me, I'm gonna, I'd, no, I'm right. I'm gonna turn stop this. And be like, Whoa. I'm gonna stop this line of questioning, <laughs> and we're just gonna carry on. And if yep. that's not okay with you, I didn't ask Buddy, that. I don't care. Right, You're like a Pornhub category stuffed into a person's skin suit. Honestly, you need to stop this. I'm, I'm sick sorry. of it. Sorry, I was just trying to make a joke. <laughs> you're not sorry though, are you? You're uh, chuffed. I'll do it again. That's the worst bit. Is you're chuffed. I know. Funny. Although in this lift, here's another thing. Then we can move on from the lift, right? No, we can't. We're there right. is there is one shot where it's like. From the inside of the lift, oh, like, like, the, like chip, the, the what you call it, like the lift shaft, like or whatever. the tether, I yeah, guess. It was a bit like cord. going up. And I'm sure they use that all the time. I'm sure I can name at least three other times when that specific shot is used. It's probably just a stock footage thing. Oh yeah, no, it probably is, but just it, I notice it every single time. After that, they go. Isn't this where they go into the room to look for Harriet and Rose? And Harriet jumps out. He's like, "Take me, take me." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they say that she, they, they smell an old girl, something in brittle bones. Yeah, yeah. Know. And then Barry at the chariot just jumps out, and she's like, <laughs> "Whoa!" <laughs> she saves Rose. 
And she's like, take first. And like, if this Lavina Wright and she's old and brittle and smells a bit funny, they would not, like, she would not be their first choice. Absolutely not. Would he? I can't ask this question. Doesn't matter. No, please tell me. If you were a Slovene, yeah, and you were about to eat Harriet Jones, yeah, what do you think it would taste like? What do I think it would taste like? Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know about taste necessarily, but I feel like it'd be proper sinewy. I reckon that if like stringy meat, if she had like sourish perfume on, I reckon it would be like just Parma violets. No, like neck and a brain liquor. Do you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> Like, just squeezing the brain because the ball just goes, you know, straight out of that right, thing. Right, first of all, you can't squeeze those little boxes yeah, you can. out. Have you never done that? Not with ease. Yeah, have you, but you can still do it. How tight's your grip? <laughs> <laughs> you want to rewind that? You want to tear that back? Do you know how much of this show you're cutting now? <laughs> then the doctor fights off the Slovene with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. It clangs. It makes like a weird clang sound. It sounds like someone hitting a fence more than it does someone dropping a fire extinguisher. Would that work? A fire extinguisher. Like, because does it seem like it's hurting them? I, I mean... Like a little bit, right? It's low-level Batman. Like, sneaking out the room. <laughs> it's low-level Batman. Yeah. This is, this is Batman before his, you know, his comeuppance, I guess. The fire extinguisher, I just assume that it sort of dries them out a bit because they're always meant to... They don't always do it. I was going to say, they do seem slimy. But when they try to, they try and get like a shine to them, a glossy little mm. little hue. A glossy little hue. Some kind of... I like to think that they're just sweaty as well. Yeah, probably. Like it's like a kind of sweat. When you've been in, a, in like a costume for a costume party for a yeah. while and you're just like... Yeah. One, of them, one, of, one of them deals. As a person who bust out of my own Halloween costume Quite this literally. year. Yeah. yeah. And then after after this, is this when the doctor threatens them with whiskey? Yes. He says, he will, and I quote, triplicate the flammability. Yeah. Nothing could sound more science-y made up than that. Exactly. Which is the most Doctor Who thing in the world. Is I like when they up. say it back to him later, when they're like, your sonic device will what now? And he's like, oh, is that what I said it would do? Like, <laughs> he just said it, and immediately he was like, yeah, that sounds right. We'll go with that. So if you think that the words timey-wimey are stupid, then you've got to hate this too. You're not allowed to, to like one and hate the other. I don't think the words timey-wimey are stupid. No, no, I'm not saying you do. Oh, I'm just okay, saying no, in general, if anyone I like, thinks... I don't think I've ever said that. If anyone thinks that... <laughs> if anyone thinks... Timey-wimey or spacey-wacey is stupid, you got to think this is stupid too. They're not exactly the same, but they it's are the, similar. And like the it's same the same concept, isn't it? Of just making something stupid up because you don't want to explain it. Yeah. Or you're being hunted by a big fat green monster with three fingers and giants. And you will say anything giants, yeah. to just be like, whoa, actually... There's a weird thing about this scene. What that, is it? Just tell that, us right now. That I do love. Mm. And that is that the Slovene go from absolute murder monster machines to just a debate team. Yeah, just <laughs> They chilling. just become like... They, they just start like politely bartering with each other. I was going to say, the best part of this scene is that like essentially all that's separating like, the Doctor and the gang from the Slovene at this point is a doorway and their arms are huge. That's true. They could just reach up. They could just go... Poke him in the eye, he's yeah. dead. He's dead. Tenant comes Size early. Size them claws. Tenant comes early, hey. he's just there. <laughs> it's just what we want. I want claws like that, to be fair, my fingernails are... Like, they, are, they must be at least, like, five, four or five inches, well, right? In the confidential, they were huge. They were big boys. Like, I think the forearm went down to about the wrist of whoever was in the suit. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big thing. Well, didn't he say that he had to, like... Yeah, there's like a three pull the, a three ringed yeah, string system. Pull the Slovene fingers with like little <laughs> rings for his regular fingers. Imagine having a whole pulley system just for your hand. Well, it's like isn't it wearing the, two of them? <laughs> the the exercise like I know Doctor Strange does it in Doctor Strange when he like busts up his hands when he's like training them again. I said that I like that Harriet Jones is like he sounds like he's from the north, and then Rose goes, "Lots of planets have a north." Yeah, yeah, that comes back around, and she gets to be like, "Well, actually." She but, gets to well actually someone. Yeah, because they know each other enough by this point where anything that he said in the past she's now well accustomed to. Yeah. So even in the first episode when it was him snarky going, a lot of planets have a north because she's not used to that. Rose is now used to it. So when someone else says it, she's like, yeah. okay, and? Yeah. Yes. Like, what do you mean? It's not weird that this alien has a northern accent. This alien who sounds like he's from Salford. Is that where it is? That is where Christopher Eccleston is from. And when the, uh, when Constable Slime. Yep is coming into Mickey's apartment, it says on the wall next to him, Salford. Like someone graffitied the word Salford on the wall. References. You know, like an Easter egg. Also, Mr. Mm -hmm. Chicken. 
Is that no? Is that a this bit? Yeah, that's a this bit. Is it? Because the thing is, here's the, so here's the thing: the Doctor and the gang inside the cabinet rooms, and essentially to to seal themselves off from the Slitheen, the Doctor Sonic's a switch and Eat. a bunch of shutters. You Eat. know. Do you know what we should do? Should have a sonic screwdriver on hand to make the noise. I don't know why we would need to do, do that. Do you have one? I do, yeah. I'm going to put a little um, disclaimer in here. Okay. I'm going to mix up a lot of this episode and I have a justification as to why. Okay. This <laughs> you okay there? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, there seems to be like two or three main locations in this episode. And yes. that is the cabinet rooms with the Doctor, Rose and Harriet. Yes. Uh, then there is... Mickey and Jackie. Mi- Mickey's uh, in flat. The, in the flat. Yep. And then every now and then we get an, a tidbit with the Slitheen. Other bits are Downing Street. But those scenes with the Doctor, Rose and, and Harriet and Mickey and Jackie, not only are they often speaking to each other over the phone until we cut between the two quite quickly. Yes. Those scenes last for a while and they blend together quite a bit. They do. Which I think might be why these episodes are a bit less enjoyable than I initially thought, because they can just sort of the events feel a bit like they could well, be. It's, it's a conversation. Switched around a bit. Like think about it. Essentially, like their whole parts are just conversations, but that are happening across two locations. Mm-hmm. No, here's what I was, was going to say. Um, all all of the show, when they're in the war rooms, the cabinet war rooms, yes. Doctor Sonic's small switch, and then a bunch of he just presses it big with his finger. Does he? Yeah, he just he just. Do you know Sonic? He opens a cap from a wall. Oh like yeah, a little flippy then, box. And Boop. Yeah, yeah, he does. Anyway, yes, a bunch of like a bunch of steel shutters come down, right? They all come down, apart from the one in front of them, which goes left to right. All of the other ones go like sort of up and down, like meet in the middle, like that. Do they? Yeah, they but the ones right. in front of them go left to right. That's dramatic. That's why. It's the only reason why, isn't it? Mickey and Jackie scurrying away. Yeah, yeah, they do a little. It's almost like not violin string plucky, but it, it's that whimsy that you, it's the it's the it's like a. Yeah, it's what you kind of get in Donna's music in season four. That kind of sneaky little yeah. Looney Tunes tiptoeing kind of thing. Yeah. When they're, when they're like creeping past police and SWAT teams and units. Uh, tonally very different, but I still like it. I always, because they're escaping the slakeen. I always thought in video games, you know, when you would like creep around. They'd be like, ah, that's so. This is just a video game thing. No one would actually like not see this. But they sneak past a bunch of police in mm-hmm. a quite well lit area. So now I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe just literally creeping around is what you need to be doing. Yeah, and once they get to Mickey's apartment, uh, apartment flat. Ew, it's barely a flat. I'm gonna go put myself in. The it's very corner. depressing. It's a very, it's a very like. Yeah, yeah. Pots stacked high. Yeah. Just need washing. It's and... pretty minging place to live. I All would right. Say. I've been to your house. I know my house isn't much better. This is when they have a conversation about the doctor, Jackie and Mickey, just on their own. Yes. Just talk about the doctor. I think that all of the conversations in this episode, because with, with the last episode, they really have to characterize all of these new people. But we know they're not going to stick around because they are purpose of the episode people yeah like the prime minister these are the characters we know these are the ones we're sticking around for developing them in any way is good this time round is good more so than we did in the last few episodes because other last this episode. is probably the most mickey as well yeah to date. and there is a what comes in later a nice sort of camaraderie that, that he then gains with the doctor they're not taunting yes. each other as much that they have an actual conversation which is nice yes Towards towards the end of this, yeah. he does get a really good shot. I don't think I think it's the next scene that they're all in, but uh, oh my, he gets a shot in at Mickey. Oh yeah, when they're on the phone. Although speaking of Mickey and things that are said, when they get to the apartment, to the flat, yeah, and Jackie's like, um, oh, you know, do you have anything stronger than tea? And Mickey's like, no chance. I've seen you when you've had a few. This isn't time for a conga. <laughs> <laughs> it's ah. Uh... Jackie, even when had a drink, just sounds like a hoot. I was going to say, I'd love to go for a pint with Jackie Tyler. I, I will. What do you reckon she drinks? Because I, re- I reckon she'll have a pint, you know. I just hope she's not a tequila rose girl. Oh, no chance. She's got no class. No chance in hell. She's got class. <laughs> she got class. Tequila. Tequila rose. Tequila. <laughs> just straight up regular tequila. No, she's... She, oh. See, I want to say it's either, you know, like a proper pint. Yeah. Like a, like a proper... Geezer pint. Yeah, like a geezer, geezer pint. pint. <laughs> but also, I reckon, you know, like if she's out with the girls, she is the one who's like... Flaming Sambuca. Like, she'll, <laughs> she'll get in, like, the round of shots, you know. <laughs> Everyone's on their first drink and she brings shots straight away. Oh, she's, yeah. She's pushing them down the motorway. They're all trying to walk. And she's like, <laughs> no. But Mickey, protecting her because he, he knows her well enough. 
But this continues his arc of everyone blamed him for Rose disappearing. Yeah. And that gets brought up. He's like, it, no one's going to look for you here. Yeah. Because everyone thinks they that think you I'm hate me. They think I'm a murder me. suspect. And yeah. And also, you are the one who accused me of doing the murder. But they, they talk about the Doctor because Mickey's got a bit more experience with him than Jackie does. Yes. And Jackie, for this whole episode, I always feel for Jackie anyway. Oh, is yeah. so concerned. She Well, there's a part um, where she gets to Mickey's and she sits down and she starts crying. And Mickey goes in and he gives her, you know, like the kind of like one-armed, like over-the-shoulders kind of hug. He goes down to give one of them. And then as soon as he like makes contact with her, he immediately backs away. It's the most awkward hug you've ever seen <laughs> in your entire life. Which I think is perfect for the whole like... You accused me of murdering yeah. your daughter, who is like, I guess, my kind of ex-girlfriend, and now you're in my house because we're being chased by aliens. It feels situationally appropriate. Yeah, because then, then this is when Mickey sends Rose the picture. Of the Slitheens. Do you know what's funny as well? What? They're two completely different pictures. Are they? The one that he takes on his phone, and then the one that she receives later are two completely different pictures. Because the one he takes on his phone is like very close on the Slitheen face. Oh, I didn't notice. And they are, no, they are two different pictures. Because <laughs> um, also, right before she gets the picture from Mickey, they're talking about what the Slitheen want. Like, why What is this? Why did the Slitheen yeah, want the planet Earth? And Harriet is suggesting, like, is, Oil, it, is it gold? Yeah, natural is it water? Resources. Anything like this. And the Doctor's like, oh, you're, you're good at this, Harriet. And Rose makes a little fit. Like, she it's very, she gives her, like, a very little, like, moment where she's like, you know, Rose did not like this. Yeah, jealousy. And then later... Rose is like, the doctor says something about her, like, you know, useless boyfriend or whatever. And Rose is like, yeah, well, turns out he's not so useless. And then shows him the picture, but she says it with a little attitude. And I'm like, all right, Rose. Well, the, the picture when it comes through is when she, it's when she makes the call, doesn't she, to, to Mickey to make sure that, yeah. that her mum's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because she, before this, Rose makes a joke about the prime minister and she's like, oh, you know, that, that I, you get used to it around the Doctor. Yeah. And Harriet Jones is like, this is no time for jokes. And Yeah, when she's like, oh, I wish I had a compression field for it to the size smaller, you know. Barry, I love you, but I I think my sense of humour might end you. Oh, mate, you'd give her a heart attack. <laughs> She'd just die, wouldn't yeah. she? She would just keel over. No Slovene needed. <laughs> no no Slovene required. Uh, people deal with things differently. Humour is, is the thing I will tell the worst joke imaginable. And she would just... She'd look taxidermied. I... Uh, <laughs> she would just freeze like a Madame Two Swords barrier. Do you know what is great as well about her is when Rose... They're, when they're discussing options to deal with the Slitheen and Rose is like, well, couldn't we just like... Bomb them. Bomb them. <laughs> and Harriet just looks up and she's like, you're a very violent young woman. <laughs> I mean, she is. And I'm like, it's not, even a, it's not even an unreasonable assumption. Like, it's not even an unreasonable thing to do. And Harriet's like, oh... Yeah, because when they, any, anything here, when they're trying to whittle down the motive of the Slitheen, I think it's written so excellently. I love that. The, the bounce between each one of them trying to figure something out and the Doctor being like, okay, okay, and he's clearly gathering a list in his head. And, and he's seeing... checking it twice. And he's going to find out who's naughty and nice. Christmas episode, baby. Uh, yeah. Merry Pit. No. <laughs> we say Merry Christmas. Of course I was. Rose bullies her own mother when the phone rings. Yeah, she and I'm not <laughs> and does. I'm not having it. Is she okay? Don't put her on. Just just tell me. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who you're talking to slash about Camille Kajuri? I know that's Jackie Tyler. That Jackie, did you just say? I said Jackie. Oh, I thought you said Jackie. You know that you know that part from Love and Monsters. Oh, are we going to be jumping forward for a second? Very briefly. Okay. When Rose is like, you, you upset, upset my mum. Yeah. That's how I feel about her in this scene. <laughs> you upset my Jackie Tyler, you upset Camille my queen. This is because, because this phone call, I think, is the one that is maintained throughout most of the whole episode. Pretty much until until the bomb at the end. Yeah. they are on the phone. And this is when Jackie talks to the Doctor for real, one on one, even Which though they're not in the same I room. I love. It's such a good scene as like a, a worried mother versus the Doctor who knows. He says at the end of the episode, danger follows him, but he has been aware of this for nine hundred years now. He knows this. He knows the risk, he knows the danger. The fact that, that she isn't aware of this yet, but has a clear inclination to what follows him. Yeah. It's done really well to get at least us empathising with her. She is, uh, we know that Rose is 19, which is pretty young. Yeah. We know that she's obviously a worried mother. She disappeared for a year. What else Like, what else could happen? What is he meant to just show up and, oh, she, yeah, well, and like, she's no longer think, with I him? I mean, obviously this is kind of like a week, I mean, between these episodes, yeah. Aaron-wise. Aaron but when you think about it, 
They say at one point that it's 3am. Yeah. In this episode, they say it's 3am. This episode takes place over one over day. Over a day. And literally, that morning, Jack, uh, Rose just walks back into Jackie's flat. After her being gone a year. After her being gone a year. And the world no almost ends. Yep. And then a massive spaceship comes and crashes. And then all of a sudden, a strange man who, the last time you saw him, he, you know... <laughs> was a year ago. He wouldn't have sex with you. That's true. Yeah. Uh, last time you saw him, he turned you down. Even though you looked lovely in your dressing gown. You, you propositioned him and then he disappeared with your daughter for a year. <laughs> Why? Hmm. Yeah, and the next thing hmm. you know, you're being attacked by aliens and then he's telling you, all right, well, I could save everyone else, but your daughter might not be safe. Like, that's insane. That's an insane, like, 12 hours to live as Jackie. That's, you know, that's crazy. That's bonkers. I, I, I but like she says, they're, they're talking. Everyone in the in the cabinet room, they're all chatting about like, what's the plan? How could we how could we do this? Yeah. And Rose says something, and then Jackie's like, oh, you know, listen to her. And then Rose is like, all right, well, you know, I'm doing something about it. And then Jackie says, well, I've got a question, if you don't mind. Since that man walked into our lives, I've been attacked in the streets. I've had creatures from the pits of hell in my own living room, and my daughter disappear off the face of the earth. And then Rose is like, I told you what happened. And Jackie says, I'm talking to him. Because I've seen this life of yours, Doctor, and maybe you get off on it, and maybe you think it's all clever and smart, but you tell me, just answer me this, is my daughter safe? And he ignores her. Yeah. He's clearly thinking about it. It's clearly on his brain, as well as the other eight things that are happening. And she, so, like, yeah, you know, she, well, she repeats you've got it. invasion, you've got world war that could be happening, you've got a rocket on the way, it's not a firework, apparently yeah. it's bigger than that or something. Uh, <laughs> just, a little, just a little. It's just a little tiny thing. It's not a Catherine wheel. I was, I've been informed it is not a Catherine wheel headed to the Thames. It is in fact a nuclear warhead. Oopsie daisy. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, because between these parts, a bunch of Slitheen just come in here. The extra Slitheen arrive at Downing Street. Yes, the they do. The extra ones. They call in the whole family and Margaret Blaine is there to welcome everyone. And at one point, some guy walks in, does a massive whacking fart, and she goes, that's the spirit. Yeah, back on the farts, I just don't. I'm not about it. Like, I understand it, I get it. I'm just not a huge fan. I mean, think about it, though. Like, if you if you took the farts out as a thing, like, if you just removed those from the equation, yep. it's still a funny and wacky, silly episode. It's not like they're needed for, like, you know, it's not like the rest of the episode is totally very, very dark and very, very serious, and no. they need that in there to, like, lighten the mood. We didn't touch on that before this phone call, I think, the Slitheen explodes. Because they're covered in gunk when they're on the phone. It's after. Is it? Mm. Oh, they put the phone... Did they put the phone down? It's after. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's one point It's the where... Slitheen and then it comes in and... Yeah, yeah. Okay. where they're on the phone because that's why they're trying to quickly work it out. Yeah. I think, as well, that in in that scene, it makes me wish that, like, Harriet would have stuck around longer, maybe. Sorry? As, like, a companion. Like, when they're trying oh. to figure it out and everyone's, like, bouncing ideas back and forth and stuff. Yeah. I think, like, Harriet is another character who I think, maybe not, like, a full series, maybe not, like, full term. Like but a just, like, Jack sort of Yeah, like, episodes. go on, like, one adventure in I space. mean, she does, she does have a few appearances, to be fair. She does. She's got a few more after this. We I think will two be or three. seeing, <laughs> like, a Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> Barriot Jones, Barry will, Jones return. will return. Um, I think when the Slovene does arrive, which I think is basically what happens next when it gets to her house. Yes. Flat, I think the stakes go even higher because we're now in a position where not only do, will Rose likely feel guilty for, you know, her, her mother not yeah, knowing where she's been. And, and Maybe not so much a, Mickey. But... Yeah, leaving for a year and all that jazz and now bringing an invasion back with her. I brought you something from space. Yeah. It's your death. But when, when the Slovene does show up, Rose might now have to just listen to her mother die over the phone. Yeah, that's like that, a horrible that alternative. That thought, when I was like watching, I was like, that's so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Imagine like, just, oh, there's one here and we don't have you or the doctor to help us. We should think about so it, it's just even more stress for the doctor. Because like, realistically, yeah. he knows that that is the outcome if, if he doesn't fix mm-hmm. this. So it's like, okay, not only do you have to figure it out, these are also the stakes. I, terrifying. There, see, there's things that are not displayed as scary, but when but you think scary? about them, absolutely terrifying. I'll tell you what though, Tell you what's funny. What's funny? Them trying to figure out how to defeat the Sladeen and the Doctor going, right, you know, like, what do we know about them? Quick fire, rapid round. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And uh, Rose goes, they're green. And they are. Yeah, and they are. Which, I mean, I guess kind of narrows it down. I mean, you know, even even people, skin colour is from evolution. So, yes, an adaptation and things like that. Green would make sense. There is a reason for it. Which, oh, yeah, it's just so which, funny. Which, obviously, 
Rose is just like, they are big and green. Yeah. And the Doctor, whilst that is actually helpful, I imagine he's also thinking, oh, for God's sake. But to be fair, isn't that the most 19-year-old thing you've ever heard in your entire life? Yeah. Because, like, my green. thing that I think a lot of times when I watch um, any kind of movie, you know, where there's, like, a chosen one or there's, like, a young person who has to go yeah, on a, a journey, that kind of thing. I always think, you know, how would I fare in that situation? You know, like, just as a natural thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, when people are like, oh, do you want a zombie apocalypse? No, I'd immediately kill myself because I wouldn't want to live in that world. Like, what would I do if I was Harry Potter? I don't know. Voldemort would win. Don't use that as an example. I don't want to talk about Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> you backpedaled Harry Potter so quickly. I was going to say, it was the next immediate example, and then I thought about it, and I was like, no, you know what, actually, Joanne, jo- Kathleen, is that her middle name? I don't care. Fuck you. But, like... I would be no good in that situation. So Rose just kind of being a little bit, little bit dumb about that. You're that like, feels that like be me <laughs> representation. <laughs> you, just, you just relate to Rose being like, um, yeah. I have nothing to offer. Like if I was in a Hunger Games type situation and they pulled my sister's name, I'd be like, well, it was nice knowing you, I guess. Bye. Yeah, I would not be like, I'll take no. that place. I volunteer. I wouldn't. I'd be, I'd, I'd, <laughs> like not in a mean way, I wouldn't do it. But like. I would look my brother dead in the eye and give him one sentence, <laughs> shrug my shoulders and just be like, what are the odds of that? <laughs> That's all I would say. <laughs> like, ah, not in your favour, brother, mate. <laughs> I'd give him a scratch card and me try your look on this and all. <laughs> You're like, from the bottom of my heart, I wish you uh, very sincere peace out, homie. Here's a national lottery. <laughs> Pop some real. numbers on that for me. <laughs> this is the concoction, isn't it? The yeah. Slovene mocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Pick, what is it? Pickled, pickled eggs, pickled onions. And just... And mi- something else. I'm something sure vinegarish. Something I'm vinegarish, sure I assume. Are you, you going to look this up? Yeah, I want to know. Of course you are. You I want to know what the Mickey Smith cocktail is. Gherkins, pickled eggs and pickled onions. That's the Mickey Smith oh, special. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Yuck. And as the doctor makes us a very clever observation, you kiss this man? You kiss this man? Oh yeah, because that's like all the food in his cupboards in it. That's yeah. basically all he has. To be fair though, I do relate to him, you know, to the doctor being like, oh yeah, you need like like vinegar and stuff. And then Mickey being like, where's that? And he's like, I don't know, it's your kitchen, man. I have had to ask. That's true. I have had to ask an embarrassing amount where like stuff in your own In houses. my own houses, yeah. Oh, why? And then, then when the Slovene does just go kaboom with comedic timing, it's not got, it's, it's not silly. It looks at its own arms. It's like, oh. Its mouth's open, like, yeah. it, like, 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 I can't believe you've done this. Like, you've insulted his mom. <laughs> like, what have you done to me? Yeah. Then he explodes, and the other Slovene feel it. This is another one of those hive mind moments. Yeah, they like sense the loss. But I feel bad for all these actors because when he's like, this is just tongue twist of the episode. Whoever was like, this is the naming convention for the Slovene. Do you think like Russell was just, just evil? Was just sat with a bunch of cigs in his mouth, just being like, eh, 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 as I he like typed that out. I reckon he just had a bunch of syllables written on paper and just like licked them all and slapped them on a wall. <laughs> he, he got a bag of Scrabble pieces and just like dropped them and he was like, hey. Each one of them had three letters on it Let's in a random go. order. He just skitters them and he's like, that's it. That's That'll the do. Name. That's the one. And then just pop the word Slovene on the end just to make it even longer. Yeah. The doctor has a little drink of wine here and then he spits it out because the doctor doesn't like wine. He never has. No. Is that a classic who thing as well? Not that I can remember. I don't think he really drinks. Well, it, it, <laughs> he it he will around. have a tattoo, but he will not drink. I know that eleven and twelve both try wine, don't they? I could swear that twelve does. I don't. I don't remember when twelve does it, but I know that there's one point where eleven tries wine and then spits it out, and then he's like, "Oh, it's nothing like the gums." Yeah, and yeah, I remember having was... to take a minute when I first heard that and be like, "What the fuck does that mean? It's nothing like the gums." And I was like, "Oh, wine gums." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. That episode's eleven years old, and I just never cottoned on to that. Wine gums, mate. When he says, I thought it'd be like the gums. I th- um, as someone who doesn't drink, I'm like, that must be a, a brand or something. <laughs> That's just all I think is like, well, it must be something to do with that. I guess not. I'm just an idiot. Yeah. The Slovene's plan is really good, apart from the five billion people who are going to die. Five billion, by the way. Not only that. Five the, billion. Yeah, not the eight that we just recently hit. New top score, guys. Whoa. Yay. Level the, up. The Slovene plan is held so close to the chest for so long. And then Maggie's just like, and now I will tell you everything. And she does. She we've stands reached, there. We've reached the acceptable point. In her little politician condom body, she stands there with three other big green uh, people and just tells them the plan. Yeah. Just just 
beat for beat. She's like, this is and what we're going to do. And the thing is, though, like, none of the other Slitheens stop her from telling the plan either. So clearly at this point, they're, like, so sure that their plan is going to, like, be pulled off that they're, like, at this point, we're not even going to hide it anymore. Like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Like, well, we are going to kill you all, actually. At, like, they, they, they do also have the Doctor trapped. What else is going to happen suppose, now? yeah. So were those other three Slitheen just, like, standing guard outside the room the whole time, I guess? Like, just in case he wanted to I leave? I can only assume so. Just, to, just, to, just in case you open the door, there's that. They just reach in, tear you to ribbons, and then the, the door just shuts again. And it's like, oh, we lost the one person we needed to do. If this. this was that kind of show, then realistically, like a great plan is to just open the shutters, lure them in a bit, and then close it and just snap them in half. That's what Rose would have suggested if she really was a violent young woman. That's true. Yeah. I don't have too many more notes of this episode. I do. Do actually you? have like a weirdly large amount the Slitheen go up to the room with a red phone and they are absolutely munching on that scenery oh my oh okay so maybe i'm right i thought i missed a, a big bit but my next note is at the very bottom i think i could be a Slitheen because i absolutely love skittles oh yeah right i love skittles uh they're in back sponsor me you're asking for skittles I'm i wasn't asking that. i was telling sponsor me this, like, they either mean something or they are a reference to something or what because it's too random otherwise. Also, um, it's, it's funny, uh, Jackie and Harriet just start beefing or realistically, Jackie over, just over, starts on Harriet. Over what? <laughs> She's just like, I don't care. <laughs> over what? Uh, so it's when uh, the doctors are like, I could save the world but lose you. And then Harriet's like, it's not your decision. It's mine. And Jackie just goes, and who the hell are you? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm a Tory. No! And then she immediately is like, Harriet Jones, MP Fledel North, because she's always on. She's always on. Is She is always ready to announce who she is. I would love to always, I would love to have a title just so that I could tell people my full title every time I see them. Like, if I was to get a knighthood, I wouldn't say... Harriet she... Jones is not a Tory. Is she? No, I, I didn't think she actually was. I don't think that Russell T Davies would have a Tory as a main character. I think that he would only ever. That's true. I never gonna, doubted him for a second. If he was going to make you know. someone who was like who you had to be on the side of, they would never be a Tory. You don't want to get political. And like twenty minutes ago, I said fuck J.K. Rowling. Oh, I don't care about With that. With my That's whole fine. chest. There's a part after this where the plan is that the nuke has been launched at Downing Street. Yep. And it seems like the Doctor is ready to just give up and die. He really is. He really is. Which is and then, weird. And then because... Rose comes in and she's like, right, well, I'm not doing it. It's, it's pretty weird that the doctor's... Because he knows he's not going to. Mm. He'd be, like, I know he would die and then and, and, and a new man goes sauntering off. But he wouldn't be dead, dead. Yeah. He would just be regular dead. Yeah, because um, they realise essentially that the, the sort of metal in the cabinet room is not thick enough to keep him safe. Because although this is not a nuclear missile anymore, it's still a missile. But there's a sink. He's got another sink. Yeah. That fixes it. The three-inch steel is not going to protect us. Let's get under the sink. Under the, under the stairs. In the cupboard. It's stairs. It's yeah, cupboard. It's, is it? In, no, I thought it was like a bathroom. It's just a little cupboard. Is it? Yeah, it's a little cupboard. That's yeah. boring. Yeah, a little cupboard. Get in the bathroom. Because, um, yeah, the doctor's like, it's solid, but like not solid enough to, to withstand like this this attack. And then Rose is like, all right, I'm making the decisions. I'm not going to die. And it's like, were the other two of them just like literally that ready to give up? Like, right, we've we've done. That's it. Yeah, we we that, when we were back in the cabinet room, the whole Slitheen family is there again. Yeah. And there is nine of them. Yeah. I feel sorry for the prop department making all those suits. Nine Slitheen suits. And they're not small suits, oh, like, no. by any means. That's budget money right there. I was going to say, like, I assume that they're, they're, you know, probably, what, like, padded out with foam and stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, they're done practically. Those are real people folds right there. Like... God, they must be like, must have been big to just fit all of them together as well. Because in that shot, oh, there's like nine Sladeen and they're all perfectly lined up. And an electric and it's guitar. Like, and an electric guitar. <laughs> Imagine if one of the Sladeen just like, starts bow, shredding. Bow, you know? <laughs> just starts doing my heart will go on as they're about to die. <laughs> and someone's looking around. There's just a big green alien. Some like shut a shit on. <laughs> Cross some guys like, anyway, here's Wonderwall. Um, no. But like... All of them are stood, there's nine of them, and they are all perfectly arranged with, like, a background, foreground, background, foreground, Oh, background, they're, like, like zigzag. All the way through. And I can only imagine, like, having a bunch of production team members being like, all right, like, to the left, like, come on, come on, right, here, like, pull the arm in, pull the arm Trying right, not to it. literally bump uglies. Yeah, be like, there you go, like, move this front one, slot them all in. The code. 
the nuclear the cord. buffalo cord buffalo cord it just gets you through everything it gets you through everything if only the avengers had known that <laughs> in that film god that would have saved so much time that's true try buffalo two f's in an l direct a fury it worked it was it was uh, actually it was actually one f and two l i'm pretty sure nope was it yep you're wrong do a simple find control f find on this page uh, and the script, you'll find you are wrong. I don't like. And I'm correct. I don't like Did you check? Being your friend anymore? Did you check? No. Did you not? But just check? as a totally separate note, I don't like being your friend anymore. I don't know what to do cool. this podcast. I didn't. I mean, I never started enjoying being your friend. So. Right. Hope you're listening. Oh, <laughs> you can't call out my mother by name. What you doing? Just bleep that. The missile hits. Some good CG fire this time. Better than. Better than the Unquiet Death. Yeah, this I think it... I think the door blowing off looks kind of silly, but like well, it's yeah. symbolic, really, it's isn't the, it? We blew you up. Know? We blew up Parliament. Like, oh yeah, it's very gunpowder plotty. Um, but there is a. Well, I can only assume that like because it's it's shot from within the cupboard that they're all sat in, and I can only assume that like from the outside, what is happening is that the you know obviously the building is crumbling and falling and yes. bits are being yeah. and you. Everyone's kind of getting just chucked around in this little cupboard, and Rose is doing some little flips. And I'm like, wow, good job she has all that tumbling experience from those years of gymnastics. And the blonde gymnastics that she's got. Otherwise, she'd be wildly unprepared for this. <laughs> yeah, I think that the effects in this look pretty good. This this exploding Parliament. Yeah. And just like flying through the, the little box, and then the rubble set afterwards. That that's looks nice. That looks real nice. That's that's a that's a good set. Harriet Jones goes running out and out of there to. Sort everything out again. So when she runs out and she's got her hands up and she's screaming. Yeah. That, I could be wrong and you might want to Google this, but it is hilarious. With her mouth just gaping open with her hands up. Yeah. That was the picture that was on her top trump card. I remember that specifically because I had, I think it was like, it was some kind of like uh, Doctor Who, like annual book collection thing. And there was a Harriet Jones page and that was the picture that they used for I had their top trump just cards in general and that was the picture they used for Harriet Jones. That one image, it's burned into my memory. That one picture of Of Harriet Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) How weird is that? When I said to you and I was like, oh, I've got a thing about this episode that I do remember. That was it. I was like, this is a top trump card. That picture of Harriet Jones is just etched. I think because she goes around and she says she's going to, you know, going to help him rebuild. And she does. She does. And that's when the doctor's like, that's why I know the name. Like, Harriet Jones, she is the prime minister in the future. She leads Britain into a golden age, all that kind of stuff. Isn't it a really good job that he remembered that, like, afterwards? Imagine if he was, like, in the room. You know when you forget something and you're like, oh, God, well, I'll tell you when it comes back to me. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, the number seven. And then you're going to be like, oh, I remembered the thing. Remembering the prime minister to the doctor is the same as remembering that you've left a window open at home that you shouldn't yeah. have. You're like, oh. He goes, oh, god damn. And like, imagine they're all still sat around there and he's like, ah, oh, future prime minister, that's it. And she's like, uh, future what now? When the doctor is in the TARDIS afterwards, it's just like, he doesn't say anything. It's when everyone, we get like our little epilogue bit. Which I I like. I have to say, as much as I don't love this episode, I really like the little epilogue. Yeah, he, he but in, in the TARDIS bit, he looks so smug. He's like, I won. La, 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 la. Like, when he's in the TARDIS, <laughs> proper, like, showing up. There's no one else in there but him. No. I also do like the He epilogue. makes a lot of great faces this episode, to be fair. Yeah, I do like the epilogue. I'm absolutely wounded about the fact that we get no scene of, like, Jackie, Rose, and the Doctor sitting down to have shepherd's pie and amaretto. That is an absolute Marvel post-credit scene, if ever I've heard of I was going to say it, and it just... I wish the world... Well, no, Jackie and Rose would have had shepherd's pie and amaretto. The Doctor would have had grass and safety pins. Yeah, that's true. He's an alien. He doesn't eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he got eats. one of them big green bog monsters inside him, hasn't he? So <laughs> he does indeed. This is the part where the doctor, the, sorry, Rose calls the doctor. Oh no, the doctor calls Rose. It's the other way. It is the doctor yeah. calls Rose, and she's like, "My mum's cooking," and he's like, yeah. "Cool, put her on a low heat and let her simmer." Yeah, <laughs> or is it a high heat and let her simmer? Either way, he tells a dad joke, and he's proper happy with himself about oh, he's, it as well. he's well chucked. He's like, hee hee, good one, Doctor. Christopher Eccleston's smile could light up a room. I love it so much. I like that I Jack- love that man. I like that Jackie is ready to listen when she says, she like, is, I want to yeah. hear it. Because she's, ne- she's never, like, fully against Rose. She's just annoyed about the fact that Rose lied to her. Yeah, which is, like, entirely valid. That's fine. I don't, I don't think Jackie has been in the wrong thus far. No. The thing is, I don't think anything that Jackie does at any point... I mean, maybe don't slap the Doctor, but at the end of the day, like, realistically, we just don't want you to slap him because we know he's a Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a strange man who's turned up with your daughter and he looks about 50 and, you know, she's been yeah. gone for a year. Then we find out the Slovene thing was a hoax. As per the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, it later, wasn't real. Which, I like this conversation between the Doctor and Mickey. It's, it's, it, it brings them to a, a nicer resolution. 
Yes. Than than they've had before. I don't know whether the writers picked up on it or whether it's you know through scripts or whether it was just planned to be this way where the Doctor and Mickey just don't get on. And then at the very end of this one, there's a, there's whilst they don't think super highly of each other, there is definitely like a mutual respect between the two. I also think that it would have been because the relationship that Mickey has with the Ninth Doctor versus the Tenth Doctor are very different. Very, very different. Yeah. And I think that like as much as I do like that. I think it would have been fun to just have the two of them paired. Like, if you could have kept Eccleston around to see, like, you know, his Mickey season two arc, yeah. but with Eccleston instead of Tennant, I think it would have been very, very interesting because I think that the character that Mickey becomes would have had a very interesting relationship. With yeah, the by the end Doctor. of season two, the Mickey's, Mickey's, like, really cool. But I think it takes all of season one and two to, to, get, there. to get where he needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, and it's obviously that, like, that is, like, a sort of earned payoff. But to see it yeah. with... Because I was thinking in my head when I started saying this sentence that they would, like, that the Doctor in season two, Mickey, would have been, like, real chill bros. But now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, no, I don't think so. Maybe not actually. Because I don't <laughs> think maybe he would have liked some of the no. things that Mickey's done. Not not by the end of season two. No. The person that he's become. Which isn't a bad person by any means, but it's just not what, at least what Nine is about. Sounds like, yeah. Yeah, not at all. In fact, I think it's the, I think it's the opposite. I think it's what Nine was, and that's why he would. He him. would, yeah. And I, but I think that whole thing where it's like I turned you into me, the man that leads a revolution, but yeah. like you don't want that. Mm-hmm. I think that that would have been so interesting, and I think like this is the sort of spark. This is the what starts that here. Yeah. Maybe and like oh, seeing that like go Getting all the involved. way through. So good. Um. Also, I just want to note that my final point um, on this, at least, is that Jackie has got to be borrowing Rose's clothes because, oh my God, the absolute banger outfit that Jackie turns up to the end of this episode in. This was her dinner outfit. Rose has been gone a year. I mean... Oh, nothing against it. Like, know. style icon Jackie Tyler. Pinch her clothes. Showing up in the little blue little blue sort of tracksuit jacket Yeah. with a nice little white top underneath. She can dress herself better than Rose can, God bless her. Mm. But those, oh my God, those like cargo type, almost almost jeans, denim pants with one patch across the ass that says baseball. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Rose, what were you thinking when you bought those? Second of all, Jackie, what were you thinking when you picked those out? Both of you, just as bad as each other. You went, you know what'll be great for the alien invasion? My baseball pants. I'm sure that's... I'm- as she's, no, I don't think she slept yet or changed or anything like that. No, I don't think she has either, but it's well, just... It, no, she will have done after. This is the next day. Oh, right? yeah, no, or yeah. Later. That's, that's she true, got gunked. Yeah. She's got to get changed. <laughs> she got gunked. Into the baseball pants. Please don't say that she got gunked. Like, she's winning an award at the Kids' Choice Awards. Hi, name's Jackie Tyler. Gunkalicious. Do you know what I really... Here's a very random thing. I used to I used to get a lot of Doctor Who magazines when I was younger. Me too. And you know uh, the one that came out around the the Santaran two parter in season yeah. four. There's that bit with Martha mm-hmm. in the in the goo in the goo. And I remember the Doctor Who magazine that week had like an interview with her where she talked about it, and it just said the headline was Freema on gunk, and no, like that's another thing no. like that picture of Harriet Jones that is burned into my mind. Just there, I'll never forget it. The the the. My last note for this is when Rose and Doctor get in the TARDIS after she's packed her bag and stuff, uh, the scene resets, Mickey's back outside on his own. Yeah. And Jackie's walking towards the house. And I was like, oh, that's how we got here. It's yeah. kind of, that's a lovely little yeah. lovely little ending. And also, Jackie walks away, but Mickey stares and he waits. That's true. Mickey sits on the bin and he waits. He sits on the bin this time. Yeah. He doesn't got to be in it doesn't anymore. doesn't get in it. Or behind it, because he hides behind it in the last episode. Mickey and bins. Something about Mickey and yeah. bins, man. We don't... I have a visit to Clive's monster shed this week because no. we did it last week and it's the same alien. So unfortunately, there is no new information that Clive has for us on account of him being unalive. Do you want to know what I've got to say? Do we have trivia? This one, a little bit, a little, bit, a little, of little bit of trivia. Do you want to call on the boy? I guess you can. <laughs> I guess you can do this. Hey, Mister Smith. Mm-hmm. I need you. Beep boop boop beep. <laughs> I hate this every no, time I do it. it. I'm gonna have to. I'm going to start getting multiple different kinds of trivia, so you have to do that. <laughs> um, so, again, uh, a very a very few. Apparently there was a myth at some point. Like, not, you know, I don't know. It doesn't say where it General started myth. or how it started. A, a myth that the Doctor was going to kill Harriet Jones to prevent her from becoming Prime Minister, which is untrue, because, like, Russell T. Davies at no point in writing this episode Even alluded to killing that. her. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't seem like that's the vibe. But that's so funny. 
That's he's yeah. like, fine, I'll do it myself. And then <laughs> also, uh, the the doctor's unit password has been Buffalo since he was Colin Baker. Is that is that so? Also, is this a reference? It's like Who? it's retroactively one. They put it in in an audio story which came out after this episode. I think it was in Vampire of the Mind. Oh, okay, right, right. That's what I was gonna say. Which, yeah, like, I don't know when that was released, but I believe it was after this episode as, like, a fun yeah. reference. But, um, change your password, man. It's true. It's not safe. Uh, in, in the episode Robot, which is, fun fact, the first appearance of Sarah Jane. Ooh, yay. Way back when. We love Elizabeth Sladen. Um, they say that the UN is in charge of the destructor codes. Mm. And they got to get the destructor codes from the UN, and obviously here we got to get the nuclear codes from the UN. UN's so, got a lot of codes. Full circle. Don't know if I trust them. With my codes. With my codes. I wonder if they know how we're getting a marquee safe. Are you guys going to eat these codes? I don't know why I looked at you as if to be like, please humour me on this. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just gonna get on with it and then we go, can go yeah, home. Please carry then on. we can just finish. Uh, <laughs> so I can do the, <laughs> I can do the, I can do the beeps again. Um, and finally, so you know the, uh, the, the start of the episode where we do the previously on and then the little cliffhanger is resolved and then we go into yes. opening credits. In Canada, that just didn't air. Oh. Because apparently in Canada, when these episodes were broadcast, uh, Christopher Eccleston did like a special introduction. Oh. Which would lead straight wow, into the why? opening credits of the episode. I don't know. It's weird. I want to see that. Probably some deal with like BBC America. I want to see the introduction. I don't, actually, I don't know if BBC America airs stuff in Canada. That's true. Yeah. But whatever. He does like a little intro or whatever about Doctor Who. And then they would place like straight into the credits, but there was a problem with that. Like obviously with the resolution to the cliffhanger being before the credits. Yeah. So if you were watching this in Canada, we just immediately opened up afterwards with everyone suddenly getting electrocuted, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, I love that. Um, and that's it. That's, that's all that's I've all got. Ele- that's all, all she wrote. That's all she typed up on the Word document. She's had a really long week. Me too. What are you giving this episode? I'm going to retroactively give the last episode a 3 out of 5. Right. Which I did give it a 4 out of 5. And I'm going to give this one a 4 out of 5 just because I think it's more enjoyable. I think the pace is pretty good. I think this one did go by a bit quicker for me. Uh, and I liked the character building stuff with our main party. Yeah, I agree. See, uh... What did you give it? I gave it a 3. Yep. That's fair. I gave last week 3.5 because I enjoyed last week more. I think this one is a little sillier. And uh, the parts of it that I like are the character parts. Yeah. I like the fast talky doctor whittling things yes. down bits and the, the character building. So I gave it a bit I higher. think the problem that this I have with this episode is that the first part, I am so wrapped up in the mystery and the intrigue. Yeah. And then we get to the second part and... I know what the plan is and I don't care about anything that Slitheen do after this. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, I, I don't want... Like, every time the Slitheen were on screen, I was like, I don't care. Go back to the Doctor. That's a fair point. And yeah. I don't want to feel that way about the aliens because I feel like Doctor Who is one of those shows where, like, good villains are quite necessary I, for I, it. I do like the Slitheen, so I'm okay with it. Do you have episode, a... There's more of them. Do you have a rating for this episode as a two-parter? Ooh, I didn't think to do oh, that, fine. even though I know that we mentioned it. <laughs> I just thought about it right now. Uh... Probably a four still. I think that it's stronger together than it is a week apart. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it a four as a whole story. Yeah, it's it's not badly written. I think back to back, this flows really well as, like oh, its, yeah. own, as its own little movie sort of thing. Oh yeah, I agree. How excited are you to watch our next episode? Oh, five. Yeah, five out of ten. It's a darling. Five out of five. five, out of five. <laughs> ten out of ten. Five out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first, I, th- I think this is the first introduction of the Bronze Dalek. Yeah, it is. Which we're saying goodbye the to. Time War Dalek. We're saying goodbye to those. Yeah, we are. I'm it, not next year. Within I'm the next not year. loving that. But I like them. I, I think lo- that I, love I, the I think Bronze Daleks. I think if anything's been proven over the last 17 years of this show being on air, and they keep coming back to them, is that those are quite timeless. Oh, I don't think it's a case of we will never see them again ever. Oh no, like, they always bring back a classic. Dalek. They are gonna be. You know, we are gonna see that classic Bronze Dalek again. I'm mm-hmm. more than sure. I think the reason why people are reacting. Uh, me being one of the people are reacting negatively to it is just because we don't have a new design yet yeah we haven't got anything announced we've and got a year just, for that you know it's just like we're getting rid of it anyways see, uh, see y'all next week for Dalek we should do two two, <laughs> two things. things before we sign off oh god which what is are they? one Merry Christmas yeah it's Christmas this week it's Christmas yeah, it's Christmas look, in it's... four days yep. four days four days what day is it today I believe it's the 21st of December looks at my Lego calendar that says Thursday the 24th of November. Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving!
on the same day. The magic is shattered. The magic of time travel. Thank you, Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it on theme. Keep it on theme. And also, Doctor Who Rewind is now available on the internet. Everywhere. Everywhere. We had yesterday. As, as of as yesterday, this. baby. Happy, hope, you, hope you all had a, a good Doctor Who day last oh, month. yeah. <laughs> The 23rd of November, or whenever that was. We'll get used to being ahead. And soon. Yeah, that'll be that. Follow follow DW Rewind on Twitter and Instagram. On, it's everywhere except and for TikTok. It's which is Doctor, Dr. Who Dr. Harwind. It's Doctor Who Rewind. It's Doctor Harwind. I hate that I couldn't secure DW Rewind. On Could you not? Is that why it's Yeah, like it that? wouldn't let me. I tried. If anyone has who, that. Whoever has fucking DW can Rewind we have on TikTok. If you have DW Rewind on TikTok, can we have that? I'll come to your house and I'll annoy you in person. <laughs> Imagine this, but like, it just doesn't stop. I'm going to cut you off just to say goodbye because this is like this, but it doesn't stop. <laughs> All right. That's our uh, wish. See you next week for Dalek. Bye. Bye. <laughs>